0: Hello, precious family. We are living in very interesting and serious times. I, in all my years, I've never known a time around the world as severe, as dangerous as what we are now experiencing in all countries. The spirit of antichrist is desperately trying to take control of this world and outlaw christianity and steal and rob us of our freedoms and they're using every available means to do it so if ever there was a time when we needed to pray and know how to pray if ever there was a time where we need to know how to walk in the power of god and the authority of Christ, it it is today. Thank God the Father has not left us comfortless. He has not left us abandoned. No. He sent the Holy Spirit and He has given us His Word. This Word can be dependent on no matter what happens. God and His Word are one and the same. If we cannot trust the Word of God then we cannot trust God. If we are unable to depend on the Word of God because of its weaknesses, then we are unable to depend on God because of His weaknesses. Well, the good news is that we can depend on God and His Word. God and His Word are one and the same thing. God's integrity is backing every word He spoke. So as we come to read, meditate, and see what God says to us today, I believe that faith will rise in your heart, comfort will come, peace will come, joy will come, and you'll know no matter what happens in this world, if it's good or bad, you're on the winning team and there is victory ahead for you. God's on your side, all right? Let's go, please, to John fifteen five as we continue our series studying, God has destined us to live in His abundant life. The Father has destined us to live in His abundant life. Praise God. So glad that we're able to have at least some of you in person in church this morning. So give the Lord a a great big praise, God. Amen. All right, and all of you watching live online, because you are not able to get into the building, we thank you for joining us, and we believe that God will touch you right where you are. All right, John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Jesus said he is the vine, or the trunk of the tree, or the stem of the tree. And we are the branches. If you picture an apple tree, a peach tree, the branches are attached to the vine, to the trunk, to the stem. He said, Here is the stem, the trunk, the vine. We are the branches, we are all Christians. And he says, He abides in me, and I in him bears much fruit. So he's saying that like the branch is attached to the vine, the trunk, the stem, it will bear peaches and it will bear apples as long as it's attached to the, stru- to the stem of the tree. It's going to have fruit. And he said, likewise, if you'll just fellowship with me, hang out with me, you will bear much fruit. All right? That's the key. So anybody can do this. A baby can do it. A child can do it. A teenager can. Anybody can talk to Jesus and have fellowship with Jesus. That's the easiest thing in the world to do. All right. And go to church, obviously. Read your Bible. Talk to Jesus. Talk to the Father. He abides in me, and I in him bear much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. So they're saying we need to fellowship with him because without him, we can do nothing. Now, if God says we can accomplish nothing without Him, then we need to know that's the way it is. In God's eyes, in God's mind, whatever we accomplish on our own without Christ is worth nothing. Nothing. No rewards. No rewards. All right. So what kind of fruit can we expect to bear on our branches? Jesus goes on in chapter 10, verse 10, and he says, I have come that they or you might have life, and that you might have life more abundantly. So the Lord said he came to the earth that we could experience abundant living, abundant life. So what would that be? That obviously is everything that Jesus paid for on the cross, which is our legal inheritance. It's obviously blessing, it's obviously good health, it's obviously a happy, blessed family, good friends, financial provision, a good job, and all the material needs met. That would be the abundant life. Certainly struggling, suffering, sickness, disease, poverty, failure, that's not abundant life. Jesus said in the same verse, Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. Kill, steal, and destroy. He only came for three reasons. And that pretty much describes the devil. All those problems in the world today is caused by the devil. Some folks like to say, God's doing this for a reason. Just trust him. It's going to be a blessing in the end. No, God's not doing this. The devil is doing this. The problems in our world is not by God, it's by the devil. You know, if God's doing all this bad stuff, then the devil's become the cheerleader, cheerleading God on. No, that's not the way it works. Jesus is the giver of abundant life, and Satan is the thief, came to steal it. All right, let's look at the fruit of light. Light that shines from those that walk in the abundant life. The fruit of light that shines from those who walk in the abundant life. Now, today I was going to talk about the Word of God. I sent you a message about that. I'm keeping that for next weekend. It's very powerful. This is also very powerful. But I believe that this should come first. All right? So, let's have a look at... John 8:12. There is another component, part of the jigsaw puzzle that grows on our branches, on us the branch. John 8:12. Then Jesus spoke to the disciples, saying again saying, "I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. All right? He that fellowships with me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So what is this light of life that we have? What is that? Well, the light of life is the revelation knowledge of God and His Word. It is revealed knowledge by the Holy Spirit of God and His Word. It is wisdom and understanding to make God-guided decisions. Saith me, to walk in the light of life is wisdom and understanding to make God-guided decisions. Also, it is receiving creative ideas for inventions and for everyday life. Walking in this light of life is referring to creative ideas and inventions, inspiration of ideas that come for our everyday activity and for great inventions as well. To know God's will, that's what it's all about. It's to know God's will. To walk in the light of life is to know God's will and to know God's plans for you and for me. All right, go to Colossians 1.13. It says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So we have been removed from Satan's kingdom, the power of darkness, the kingdom of darkness, and we are not like those who walk in their senses depending on their senses have to depend on taste smell see hearing we're not like those we have to depend only on their senses yes when we cross the street we have to look left look right look left again I understand that but when it comes to life we need to be led by the spirit of God the light of life so we have been removed from Satan's darkness and placed in Christ's light. Hallelujah. We are sons and daughters of love, and we know things through the Holy Spirit. We know things through the Spirit dimension. We don't only know things through the five senses, beyond that. We know things through the Spirit of God dimension, walking in the light of life. Just fellowshipping with him. That's one of the fruit that grows on our branches. We have inside information. Inside information. Not I'm not talking about sense knowledge information. I'm talking about inside heart information. We just perceive, we have a knowing. Hey, this is not good. Let's go this way. Let's do this. Let's do that. We have a knowing in here. World cannot, they cannot understand that. But this is the light of life. It's part of the abundant life fruit that we have just by fellowshipping with Jesus. Alright, Philippians 2:15. That you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, so that I shine like a light in the world. That's what God said, and it's true. It's true. You have become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault. Can you believe that? God says you are without fault. Yes, you make mistakes, but God sees the forgiveness that Jesus bought for you. You have become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. That's what we're talking about. That's the world we live in. Among whom you shine as lights in the world. Say it again, I shine like a light in this world. Just simply because I fellowship with Jesus. Now the source of light is Christ in us, shining through us. The source of light is Christ in us, shining through us. We have taken his place in this world to spread his light. John 1.4 In Christ was life, and the life was the light of men. All right, so the life of God in me is the light of men, shining through me showing the way of salvation. So we are connected to the vine. We are walking in His life. Therefore, we are walking in His light. Say that. I'm connected to the vine. I'm walking in His life. Therefore, I'm walking in His light. Okay. 1 John 1.7 But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, We have fellowship one with fellowship with one another what's that saying in other words it's saying if we stay in connection or stay connected or in fellowship with jesus the vine the branch attached to the vine and we fellowship with other branches hang out with other christians we will walk in the light as christ himself walks in the light Look at that verse again. If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. You see that? The branches are hanging out with each other. If we stay fellowship with Jesus, we're going to stay in fellowship with the other Christians. That means go to church. You can't fellowship with other Christians at home. That means go to a fellowship group. You can't fellowship with other Christians at home. I know we've had lockdowns, but we trust in God for that to change because we have got to fellowship with other believers. Because the branch and the vine are one, you see, you and the branch, but you are the branch, and the vine, you are one. And other branches with you are all one together. Because of this, we have wisdom, understanding, and knowledge to solve mysteries to understand and resolve problems. Let's confess that. Say that with me. Because I fellowship with Jesus and other branches, I have God's wisdom, understanding, knowledge, to solve mysteries, to understand and resolve problems. Yes, sir, you do. So when we choose a life of sin, or we choose a life of separation from church, we choose a life separating from the vine, if we choose that lifestyle, we step out of the light into darkness. We step out of understanding and wisdom into confusion. Say that with me. If I step out of fellowship with Jesus and other believers, I step out of light into darkness. I step out of understanding into confusion. Right. So do not let the devil tempt us away from the vine. In 1 John 2 verse 9 it says, If anyone says, I am living in the light. In other words, if anyone says I'm fellowshipping with Jesus, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. In other words, if anyone says, I'm walking in a light, I'm a Christian, but if they hate their brother and sister, they haven't forgiven them for something, then they are still living in darkness. In other words, they're still living in Satan's kingdom, blinded by the devil. They're not in Christ's kingdom. Sad, isn't it? Verse 10. Anyone who loves other Christians is living in the light and does not cause anyone to stumble. Anyone who hates a Christian brother or sister is living and walking in darkness. Such a person is lost, unsaved, unsaved, having been blinded by the darkness, having been blinded by demons. So, those who say, I'm in fellowship with God, and have hatred to other believers or unforgiveness to other believers, don't realize it, but demons are controlling them, and they're not going to go to heaven. They're living in Satan's kingdom. So, we are not to do that, child of God. We are to love our enemies, do good to those who hate us and spitefully use us. Remember, we walk in love. We stand in fellowship with Jesus, the vine, and with the other branches. Amen? God is love, and we need to let that love shine through us. God shine through us. You are precious to God, child of God. And so are all the other children of God. So if we'll love other children of God, God is blessed by that. He said, if you love me, take care of the other people. Take care of the other disciples. Take care of other sheep if you love me tend the sheep so when I shall love to a believer by doing good to them I'm actually loving Jesus and blessing him anyone who has strife unforgiveness bitterness resentment to his brother is not staying connected to the vine not staying connected he has cut himself off from the abundant life blessing. He has cut himself off from the abundant life blessing. To walk in strife, unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment. He's not staying connected to the vine. We may not have unforgiveness or resentment in our heart longer than the sun sets. I know believers, even ministers of the gospel, who have resentment in their hearts. And they walk around like that for days. I just pray that they don't die until they get right with God. I would hate to risk that, my eternal salvation. No, we may not. We may not. You may not get offended in church and leave the church and go somewhere else. You have got to stay in church. You've got to solve that problem. Go to that person. Tell them you love them and you forgive them. Even if they say, I hate you, you say, fine, but I love you. I just want you to know that. And don't run away to the next church. Stay in the church. Don't let Satan defeat you and take you out of the vine. Because the minute you leave because of offense, you are actually walking in darkness. God considers this very carefully. It's very important to God. These are the people who cause strife and spread confusion and cause others to be disconnected from the vine. People who cause strife and spread confusion are causing other believers to be disconnected from the vine and other believers to be disconnected from the other branches. This is a very stern warning, but we need to heed it because Satan uses this to destroy Christians. Let's not take this lightly. Don't hang around people like that. People who are continually talking bad about others, be polite and pray for them, but don't hang out with them. Just don't. You don't want to be contaminated. We can't walk in the light by simply memorizing Scripture. Say that with me. I cannot walk in the light by simply memorizing Scripture. No, no. To walk in the light, we must also obey Scripture. We must also obey Scripture. Say that. I must also obey the Word of God, to walk in the light. Just recently, I've seen on the news, on TV, so much abuse of children. It seems like it's almost a terrifying thing. For a child to be conceived in the womb these days, it's just, just to be born requires a miracle today. Then, in so many homes, the child is living in a danger zone. The only safe place for any child today is in a home where the parents walk in the light and stay connected to the vine. we need to walk in the light, stay connected to the vine, and train our children to do the same thing and walk in it. When we stay away from church and stay away from fellowshipping with other Christians, we're letting our children think and believe. It's okay. It's okay. And then when they turn away from God one day, they'll be blaming you. Or Jesus will, anyway. No we ought to set the example and let our children follow in our footsteps. So walking in the light and staying connected to the vine will prevent us from making wrong decisions. Wrong decisions that lead to loss, failure, and death. So walking in the light and staying connected to the vine will help us make God-guided choices that will bring blessing, avoid failure, avoid death. Walking in the light and staying connected to the vine will help us make wise choices that lead us into a life of blessing, a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of prosperity. All this is part of the abundant life, child of God. How can we not? want all that, how can we forfeit that by staying away from church, staying away from other Christians, and not hanging out with Jesus? It will bring harmony to our homes, walking in the light, love to our homes, walking in the light, and God's provision, walking in the light. does all that. Hanging out with Jesus is the abundant life. So this is part of the abundant life Jesus came to bring us. Satan will fight tooth and nail to try and disconnect us from the vine. The devil will do everything in his power to take the word of God out of our hearts, stop us believing in the vine. He'll bring problems and financial attacks to disconnect us from the vine. But if you will hold on, And not let go. Sooner or later, you will start rising to the top. Sooner or later, you will start rising to the top. And you will never stop winning if you'll stay focused. Never stop winning. It will get better and better. You'll walk in the abundant life of God. You will. Because that's God's destiny for you. That's what God sees in your life. He sees you with all that he bought for you at Calvary. God sees you as a winner. He sees you healed. He sees you prosperous. He sees you with a happy family because he's a God of faith. He paid for that, so he believes it's yours. Let's line up our thinking and believing with God's. All these blessings are ours, and Satan is defeated. Be ruthless in your aggr- in your aggressive faith against your enemy. I'll say that again. Be ruthless in your aggressive faith against your enemy, the devil, and circumstances that are contrary to God. Be ruthless with them. Don't tolerate the devil's doubt, the devil's unbelief. Don't tolerate the devil's fears. I'm going to do a series on fear when I'm done with this series. Exposing fear and helping us to live in victory. All right. So don't tolerate his doubt and unbelief, and and don't tolerate his fears. Don't let that into your heart, not into your mind, not for a moment, not for a moment. Rebuke him sharply and boldly declare, I am connected to the vine. God is the strength of my life. He is my provider. He is my solving. He is solving this problem for me. Let's say that together. Say this. I rebuke the devil sharply. I boldly declare I am connected to the bond. God is the strength of my life. He is my provider. He is solving all my problems right now. And keep saying that. You can get that off of the, off the notes. I'm, I'm going to ask Byron to put that statement up on the screens. Write it down. Take a photo of it on your TV. Make sure that you don't forget it. All right. Pray in the Holy Ghost and worship God. Keep a picture of the grapevine or apple tree or a peach tree close to you. Get a picture to remind you to stay connected. And then remember Ephesians 3.20 in closing. Now to God, the God of love, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Yes, child of God, the Holy Spirit, the dynamis power of God and Christ lives in your heart. You have nothing to fear. As one great... president once said, once said, we have nothing to fear except fear itself, because fear will rob you of all God has for you. It will steal your faith, cripple your energy. Don't let it. The solution to fear, the antidote for fear, is the Word of God. Take these scriptures, meditate on them, and fear will be a thing of the past in your life. I understand all the challenges we are facing, but there's nowhere to run except to the Word of God. Amen? All right, dear child of God, God loves you more than you can ever begin to understand. And so does Pastor Bev, and so do I. And uh, we continue to pray for you fervently. We love you very much. Okay, let's bow our heads and close our eyes no matter where you are watching. If you want to be sure you're going to heaven one day, then I'm going to say a little prayer. I'd like you to repeat the prayer with me. And God will speak to your heart during this prayer and confirm with you that you will go to heaven. Let's say this together. Dear God in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross, in my place, you punished Jesus for my sins, so I can be forgiven. Please forgive me, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart, save my life. Thank you, Lord. I declare, you are the Lord of my life. I'll live for you with all my heart from today. Praise God, I am now saved. I'm bound for heaven. God is my Father, I'm God's child. All right, family, if you said that prayer and you meant it today, then continue fellowshipping with Jesus and we'll see you in heaven. We love you very much. God bless.